What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Guys, I hope you are enjoying your wonderful day. Excited to be here. Excited to break down our final FCS podcast uh, in this season, I guess. Uh, We don't have anything more. This is it. We've made it to the end. We started this crazy journey back in April, uh, talking with FCS coaches analyzing the FBS, and now we're here. So this was the last game, national championship game, everything on the line. Excited to bring the analysis of what we thought, release our final uh, 15, and then we'll do a little bit of preview into 2020. Uh, We'll do a kind of right or wrong uh, section here. Uh, just kind of off of uh, our predictions in this in the preseason because that's the best to see if I was right and uh, if uh, we hit our we made our mark. So here we go. Right, the national championship game was played last Saturday in Frisco, Texas. So uh, again, it was such an amazing game. I was so excited. Now. This game was on in the morning. Uh, my wife had gone to work, so I had the house to myself. And I thought, it is time just to binge on football. Because I, I need it, realizing we're not going to have, after after Monday, we're not going to have college football for seven-ish months, right? We're not going to have it until August, which sounds terrible, but that's the sad fact of everything, right? And uh, so I turn on the, turn on the game electrifying it was so much fun to watch i thought it was two great teams battling it out and uh, before we jump into the analysis let's hear uh you know back on i believe it was christmas eve back on christmas eve let's hear what old uh tyler had to say about this game and our prediction here at get the ball rolling be taking the dukes in this game 30 27 there it is here's our final prediction if we're right we're right so, yes, I did take the James Madison Dukes in this football game. Now, I said, you know, what I said. I had them 38 to 30, I believe is what it was. You know, you, you got the audio clip, right? And I really honestly believe that. I said I'd take Ben DiNucci and the James Madison Dukes with Riley Stapleton, uh, with Mr. Polk, his brother, the other Stapleton. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but I was going to take them and their defense. That's who I took. Over Trey Lance, right? He was a freshman. I didn't, you know, largely unproven. You know, was it product of the system or was it really his his ability to, to make plays? And you, I came to the to the conclusion that yeah, it was him. He did he did a tremendous job. I was so impressed with what uh, Trey Lance was able to do, and uh, I did say that Ben DiNucci would be the deciding factor, right? And what happened? They got down to the two yard line, and he threw an interception. Now that's nothing on him. Everybody makes mistakes, and I I, I truly don't understand how you. Again, I wasn't there, but you, but you had eight seconds. You could have ran two different plays. And and if you run two different plays, then you have another opportunity. I felt like it was a little forced. 
But you know what? Nonetheless, I, it was a great game, great atmosphere. Uh, you know, they started off, uh, they struck, struck first James Madison. Uh, they respond, uh, North Dakota State, with a 55-yard drive and 10 plays. They just kept on kind of trading, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then and then they kind of pull away in the fourth quarter, twenty-eight to twenty. Just making sure I have all my notes here, and then uh, and they're on the North Dakota State three with eight seconds left with INT Y Force and stuff like that. I thought uh, you know they didn't hurry up. There was there were a couple times I felt like coaching wise, it, they they trust. I felt like they. they they trusted in, in Ben DiNucci, and you should trust in your quarterback. But there were times where there was a lot of time coming off the clock. Hey, you know what? It's just what happened. Uh, it was too bad that he threw an interception. It was too bad that was the last play of the game. But uh, heck of a season, season for the James Madison Dukes. Heck of a season for the North Dakota State Bison. Excited to see what will happen going forward. Now, here's a kind of a fun thing that we were doing. Uh, we kind of have our preseason polls, right? Uh, our preseason predictions. And... And uh, here we go. We'll, we'll release who we had as conference champions and uh, who we, you know, who we had. And then we'll break it down even further uh, after the break, after, you know, our top 15. And after the break, we're going to break it down to, you know, what was Athlon? What was the top 15? How does it compare with the preseason versus the postseason, right? So here we go. Uh for the Big Sky, we took Weber State. Sacramento State was also part of it, but we took Weber State. Big South, we had Keenishaw State. Monmouth ended up winning. We guessed the CAA of James Madison. We guessed the Missouri Valley of North Dakota State. We did have Colgate winning the Patriot. It was actually Holy, Holy Cross. We had Ju uh, Jacksonville State winning the Ohio Valley. It was actually Austin P. We guessed the Southland of Nichols State with Central Arkansas, obviously, as a co-champion. Uh, Snowcon, we did guess Wofford. Despite being really high on Furman, I did take the Terriers. Pioneer, we guessed San Diego. And out of the NEC, we did uh, guess Duchesne when it came out to be Central Connecticut State. So we were pretty good. Uh, you know, I feel I feel really confident. And uh, we need to be able to expand our, you know, our predictions and stuff. Definitely going to be looking into the Ivy League and into uh, the MEAC and the SWAC. And, and, you know, just getting the overall feel. And, of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, my uh, alma mater, Dixie State University, will be joining us in the FCS as an FCS independent. So, you know, really kind of exciting year for the FCS going forward. Really, truly exciting. And, uh, you know, could what could we see in this next year? Absolutely excited for it. So we're going to take a break right now. We're going to step aside. Uh, after the break, we're going to do Fessler's 15, right? Our top 15 teams uh, of like our final top 15 of the season. Uh, we'll set up uh, preseason a little bit, you know, obviously a little bit later on, but this is our final postseason one who, where we have the teams ranked. And then we will talk about uh, the rankings and how it compares uh, to the preseason and uh, with Athlon and, and some other of these other companies that release their preseason rankings. And then we'll kind of look uh, a little way too early excited storylines for the 2020 season. So hang with us after the break. We're bringing us right on back talking some more FCS football.
All right, let's get it going. So for our FCS Top 15, if you want to call it Fessler's 15, you can. It's kind of catchy, liking it. Uh, here we go. We've been doing this the entire season. We've released our, you know, preseason Top 15. We've done it every single week, pretty much up until this point. So let's release our final postseason rankings. Now, this might reflect differently once when the fall comes around and we have our preseason rankings due to some, some other uh, outlying factors, right? But let's do it right now. We'll probably go through the first four five maybe seven or eight but after that we'll just announce it. it's been a while since we've seen these teams play but this is going to be our top 15 as we stand today so number one you guys guessed it north dakota state bison uh they were my number one team pretty much all year i only think that we had james madison one time if that i cannot remember right off the top of my head you know what? They deserved it. You know, Matt Entz proved himself, uh, at least in my eyes, with that game on Saturday. And congratulations to the Bison. I think that uh, they did a tremendous job. And I cannot wait to, to see what happens going forward with this team. Congratulations. North Dakota State. Number two, we have James Madison, obviously. Uh, I want to see what their coach does, Coach uh, Sinetti, uh, as he gets going forward. Uh, both of these guys, first-year coaches, and kind of a, a new age of rivalry between the two programs. Uh, I was sold on both of them. I like both of them. I want to see how they build their program. Remember, they're playing with house money in the first year, so let's see what they can do the next year. Coming in at number three, we have the Weber State Wildcats. You know, being from the Ogden area, it's always good to see a coach like Jay Hill uh, be there, grow the program, and, uh, you know, achieve new heights. I think they really were the third best team every single uh week I think we had them I mean we had them in, in, in the top and I really believe that this team is legit I think that uh, they have a lot going forward they have a lot of young kids to build around congratulations to Adam Rodriguez being uh, uh, invited to I believe it was the Shrine Bowl I'm not sure if, uh, but you know he's looking to go uh, pro and stuff so excited to see uh, where these guys end up going coming in at number four we have Montana State I think they played well. I, I know I took them against North Dakota State. I thought that they could pull off the upset. Uh, they ended up not, but we're excited to have them, uh, you know, coming back onto the show, growing their brand, uh, having watched, you know, 11, 12 games of theirs. Now it's exciting for me to, to go back, analyze those games, and then bring it back up with our coaches. Coming in at number five, we have the Austin P Governors. Congratulations to Mark Hutspeth, you know, out of the out of the top five, we have three first-year coaches, so you know what? This the These programs are young. They're going to continue to build, and I'm excited to see where they go. Coming in at number six, we have the UNI Panthers. Uh, I know I might be a little bit high. They did have some injuries. I always said that, you know, next year, uh, 2020, 2021, uh, I thought that was their year. Uh, I think that they needed to mature throughout this year. They lost to some seriously good opponents. Congratulations to them. I like them. Uh, in at number Number six. Number seven, we have Montana. It was amazing being able to see Dante Olsen uh, play live. He is an absolute animal. I, I wish him all the best in his pursuits. Uh, if he goes on to the NFL, definitely be watching and, and uh, seeing what he's able to do uh, once when you know he goes pro. But congratulations to, to them uh, up at the University of Montana. Number eight, we have the Redbirds of Illinois State. Uh, number nine, we have the Kenesha State Owls. Number 10, we have the Sacramento State Hornets. Number 11, we have the Southeast Louisiana Lions. Uh, number 12, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Number 13, Monmouth Hawks. 14, Albany Great Danes. And 15, Nichols. Now, again, like I said, uh, once we started off this section, uh, I really wanted to 
promote all of these teams. I thought they did a tremendous job throughout this entire season. I hope that we provided you guys the most, uh, you know, in depth, uh, you know, talking of the top 15. But then we we mixed in and mingled some of these other people. Uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, they weren't in the top 15. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. Uh, but you know, preseason versus postseason, what is it? Uh, we'll get back to that. But th- this has been our final 2019-2020, right? Uh, edition of Fessler's Top 15 or Fessler's 15. So thank you guys. Now let's keep the ball rolling on to uh, the next part of our show. Okay, we are back after the break and after Fessler's 15. So how does how does it do? How do we uh, rank our teams, right? How well do the experts do? How well do we do? Uh and, you know, we just went through our 15. Here are some of the preseason rankings. Uh, number one, James Madison. Number two, North Dakota State. Number three, UC Davis. Number four, Maine. Number five, South Dakota State. Uh, we'll go down on, We'll go down to 10. Uh, number six, Jacksonville State. Number seven, Eastern Washington. Number eight, Wofford. Number nine, Illinois State. Number 10, Towson. Oh, here we go. Number 11, Weaver State. Now, uh, this is just one of them, right? This is this is just because you know you were ranked in the preseason has nothing to do with the impact that you could potentially have uh, going forward uh, into into the season, right? And we just heard, you know, uh, no one really. I mean, outside of uh, North Dakota State, uh, JMU, Weaver was eleven. Montana State was probably on there a little ways down. Austin P. Nobody had really given thought to what was going on with Northern Iowa, Montana, Illinois State was obviously talked about a little bit. So it just goes on to goes to show, you know, we we don't know everything, right? There's always those upsets. Those are always the the potential that we have that. Oh, it doesn't work out or something doesn't happen. It, so many things can happen in a, in a season. And uh, I think we, we see that every single season and, and there are a lot of surprises and stuff, but just to give you, just to, to kind of chew on it, to remember, you know, obviously, you know, Maine and, and, and Towson uh, and some of these other teams, UC Davis, they weren't able to make the playoffs, but that does not mean that they were not good teams. Uh, good teams usually uh, that make playoff runs, they're healthy, uh, they usually play, you know, they, they, they win the games they're supposed to win. And that's it. And they don't have a lot of mental mistakes. Uh, you know, 24 teams sound like a huge playoff, but it really isn't. When you start breaking it down and there's so many other uh, impressive resumes, you got to straight up give them kudos. And uh, that's just what I want to say about that. Uh, again, here I get the ball rolling. We're trying to do our best uh, to provide you guys with that. So what are we going to do from here on out? Uh, we're sitting here at the end of the FCS season, right? And I just want to let you guys in as listeners to really hear what what we're going to do uh, going forward, kind of our vision, right? So we've been releasing these podcasts. At one point, we released in three times a week, and we felt like that was a little much. And so we just focused on an FCS and FBS podcast. And I believe that that is extremely important to do. And I really like releasing the podcast as much as I possibly can. Uh, Whether it be 
uh, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it was. And we were releasing even some on Saturday. We were working our butts off. But then we revamped it. We decided, hey, look, we really got to get good at what we're doing. And that's what we're going to do in 2020. We've learned a completely new software. When we started this, it was literally just an idea. And we've grown to so many people. I mean, we're talking about we, we, we've had people listen to us in every single one of the 50 states. Now, it doesn't sound a lot like a lot. Uh, we have only, you know, we have a few thousand listeners out there, but we're going to grow it. Continue to, to support us and continue to help us rise. There's so much coming to 2020 and uh, that season. Hopefully, uh, we'll be definitely breaking down the All-Americans. It is so much work to do just of one person. So we're I want to try to break it down the best I can. Uh, we're going to try to release. Uh, you'll definitely want to follow us on social media. Uh, reach out to us and let us know. We're going to try to release probably one podcast maybe going forward uh, looking at a few different things but overall the season's kind of over uh, we'll see who declares who doesn't you know uh, for example today Pete Guerrero uh, announced from Monmouth that, that he won't be coming back and uh, I think that that I mean that's obviously very significant uh, loss for them and so those kinds of things we'll be keeping tabs on we'll be looking at the coaches obviously new coaches into the system and uh, a lot of other things that will that will be coming to 2020. I just cannot wait. I think it's going to be so much fun uh, in the year 2020 for all of us. All right. So here, talking about 2020 and the season, uh, again, we've kind of given you a little bit of vision. We're going to talk about a couple teams that will be entering the ranks here uh, in the FCS uh, a little bit later. But we're going to talk about the major storylines. I cannot wait next year to see Trey Lance part two. I was very critical, and it is really easy to absolutely bash on a team. Let me tell you, it is so easy just to annihilate them, to nitpick them, and uh, to overall just go after them. But it takes a really, it takes, it takes a lot in order to recognize when you're wrong and then implement that, right, and implement a better strategy for that. Now, uh, Trey Lance, I was very critical of him during this season i thought that he was just a freshman i thought he had so much to learn and and to, you know it was valid i think we really did and uh i think you know what he proved me wrong and i can't wait to watch him now he convinced me that he's a baller he convinced me that he can play quarterback at this level he convinced me he won a national championship now i can't wait to see what part two brings us uh another one of the big uh storylines the big dogs right what does the CAA, what does it look like? Is James Madison going to fall back? They had 19 returning starters from this, uh, from Mike Houston's team, Kurt Signetti, uh, or Chris Signetti. He was able to mold that team into a championship team, right? They got to the second, they were second place, but they still made it there. So I really want to see what we can do, uh, what they're going to do going forward. You know, what will happen with Sacramento State? Or was it just a one-time thing? You know, you have uh, Cal Poly, the, the old coach from Eastern Washington, going there. How is he going to build Cal Poly? You know, what is Eastern Washington? What is Weaver going to look like? There's so many questions, so many interesting things that are happening at the top levels of the FCS. Cannot wait for the 2020 season. Uh, and then another big one was... Uh, can Montana State and Weber State keep this up? They were our, our quarterfinal, or they're our semifinalists this year. Can they break through that barrier? 
that will be what we see in 2020. And finally, something that's been really dear uh, to me and these, you know, we talk a lot about this is the transition, right? We have a few teams that are transitioning from Division Two into Division One. Now, here are a couple of them. Uh, you might know them uh, football-wise. We're not going to talk about overall. We have the University of North Alabama, which we know on here. Uh, they'll be playing in the Big South football conference uh and then in the and then merrimack in the northeast uh obviously you know these guys are are uh, making that transition so they'll be full members in 2022 2023 but we have a couple more people that are reclassifying uh for this 21 2020 2021 football year and one of them is tarleton state uh i'm really excited to see where these guys go they only lost one game this last year which is absolutely incredible congratulations to them uh and the texans down there they're going to be playing as an fcs independent they'll be going into the whack for the rest of their uh for the rest of their sports right they'll be competing in the whack and uh, excited to see them they, they beat Stephen f austin this year i think they bring a lot uh to the table in fcs now another uh, team that is near and dear to my heart is dixie state university down here in st george uh we are making the move to division one as well and uh being alumni and being around such an amazing community and an amazing family is what i like to call it at dixie state i cannot wait to see what you know the trailblazers do what we can do uh in as an fcs independent we're obviously you know we're taking on some some big dogs next year we'll be breaking it down and uh we're, we'll look at these transition teams as they make the move in obviously uh university of st thomas uh they're coming they're trying to get a waiver to move from d3 directly to d1 uh we'll see uh where they end up moving if they make the transition this year or if it will be next year just kind of depends so here are some new teams that we've never talked about really on the show that we can absolutely integrate into the fcs family cannot wait so thank you guys for all of the love and support that you have showed us uh in this transition period of our uh you know basically startup right this this wonderful transition that we have i cannot wait to get back to to the drawing board august cannot come soon enough but you know what uh we love all of you continue to get our name out there continue to help us out continue to help us grow until next time again don't know when that is. Make sure to follow us on social media. We we had to kind of figure out our off-season plans, but until next time, let's keep the ball rolling all the way into the spring and back into the fall. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful few months until we do another one.